Danny J. And I'm Jill Coleman. Welcome to the Best Life Podcast. Here, we talk about everything from success, money, relationships, and entrepreneurship to productivity, honest communication, positive psychology, and how to cultivate an abundance mindset. Make money, travel the world, deepen your relationships, live full out. This is the best life. I mean, we did, but also... Did we? Yeah, it was. Remember, it was about aging. Oh, well, speaking of aging. Speaking of aging, this is Danny J. And this the older. is Jill that, Coleman. That, that, oh, you are one. older. Yep, you are older. <laughs> wow, you are uh, really old. What's up, besties? <laughs> I am so, I'm so old. I'm so tired of this shit. Also, when you get old, you just get tired of everything. Is it just? Do you just get tired? I, I think you just get. Yeah, I think you get tired. I think you get, well, what did Esther say on the episode with her? She said, you're fresh out of fucks. I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> yes. You yes. do, because you just have more experiences and you realize that like nothing's actually that serious. Like nothing actually is that important. And you're just like, well, it's another thing. You know, things that used to just absolutely just make you so anxious and like so stressed out and used to be massive deals in your 20s and your teens especially, right? Everything's a, ma- a massive deal in your teens. But in your 20s, now you're just like... I don't know. Fresh out of fucks. It's a good way of saying it. (laughs) So we want to talk about aging in not like the normal aging way, but in talking about your age. And it's just, I I was talking to Jill about a gal I was having a conversation with, and I I thought she was a lot younger than me. And I made some comment about the D.A.R.E. program. And I was like, well, you probably weren't even around. Like that wasn't a thing in, you know, in your generation and she goes oh I'm not as young as you think so then I was going oh maybe she is closer to my age it's it's really hard to tell honestly sometimes with speaking of Botox and work people have done it's hard to tell some people are a lot younger than me and I totally think they're older and some people are my age and I thought they were way younger so I go okay maybe she's closer to my age and then she just posted on a story that she's 31 and I'm like oh yeah you're a lot younger. You know <laughs> you what's exactly what I thought you were. <laughs> it's you know what's weird, and I don't know if you feel this way too. I feel like when I was younger, like everyone looked old, and now that yes. I'm like older, I kind of am like everyone is still older, but like also they're my age. Does that happen to you? I think it was Natalie Jill that posted something that was like when you see someone from high school, like, yeah. and you're like, wow, they look like they're so much older. And like I, you actually sent me a meme recently. Remember that? Like it was like a it was a um it was like yesterday. It was like an illustration. Of oh yes, this sort of like paradox of women getting older. Yeah, and uh, let's pull that up because that's actually a really good one. There was only like three. There's only like three ways to age, right? And everyone yes. has this like really weird sort of. This is obviously a larger conversation around aging. Um, but Danny and I sort of want to talk about why is it taboo to talk about your age? It's funny. I actually was way more. Uh, protective and like private about my age when I was younger. I don't know if you were too, but like I remember when I started Jillfit, I was actually 29. And I think I shared when I turned 30, because I think I did like 30 things I've learned in 30 years or something like that, Mm -hmm. like as a blog. But then like for a few years, I actually didn't even talk about my age. And I remember like not, and I think if you like, because you guys can go to google.com and like type in and Google you know, if you have a personal brand or you have a, you know, following online or something, you can type in your name and then you can see what other, like how it fills it in. So one Mm -hmm. of them always for me is age, 
Jill Coleman age, Jill Coleman husband, Jill Coleman boyfriend. Like those are always like ones that seem to pop up. And I feel like it's only been the last few years that I've sort of been making it a little bit more of a priority to talk about my age. And I think, I don't know why that is. I don't know why I was more secretive when I was younger and now I'm just like, fuck it. And I know you and I are a little bit different this way. I know like when you turned 40, you were definitely like not wanting to talk about it at all. No, even when I turned 30, I didn't want to talk about it. (laughs) And where I would turn 40, I was like kind of like excited and kind of like proud. I mean, I didn't, I feel like I didn't like, (laughs) I didn't like my face, but like, I (laughs) But I also feel like, I don't know, in a way, I kind of feel proud. I don't know. Well, I can't find that post that I sent you. I don't know where it's not in the DMs. I don't know why or I can't find it. And I can't remember right now off the top of my head, the girl's name. Um, So we'll share it in a minute. But I felt like I was too young for a long time. So I couldn't wait to turn 26. I felt like 26 was like now people would take me seriously. But then 30, I felt like I wasn't where I thought I should be by then. I hadn't become a millionaire yet, which all this stuff makes me laugh now. But I thought I was going to be a millionaire by the time I was 30. I'd be more successful. And the year I turned 30 was a really shitty year financially. That was when my ex and I lost our house. We ended up having to move in with friends. And my girlfriend, who was a my business partner at the time was like 22. I think we were eight years apart. So I felt really embarrassed that I was 30 and having to move in with a 22 year old and her Mm. husband. So I don't know. I thought 30 was such a big deal. And then I guess maybe by 40, I was still in the same fucking boat. (laughs) I'm like, well, now I'm divorced and I'm even more of a loser. I don't know. By the time I was 40, I didn't feel like a loser, but I definitely have a lot of conditioning around where I should be or Mm. where I thought I would be by a certain age. So, and I'm really working through this right now, actually. Um, I saw a post Shalene Johnson did yesterday, last night, actually, and she was in a bathing suit and she said, like, I'm 54 years old and I'm posting this picture that I'm not supposed to be, you know, not supposed to be wearing this or showing my body. She looks fucking banging. And she's been posting more about her age and how things get better and sex gets better and you don't have to worry about your staining things because you don't have your period anymore. And I'm like, okay, that's some positive things to look at. <laughs> um, I could get down with the no, no staining things. And so I'm really trying to just go, all right, this is my age. It is what it is. Especially now that I'm like in my 40s, uh, like I just turned 42 this month, which feels very interesting because I felt like 42 was the age where I thought was kind of mature and I don't know, officially old. I'm not, I don't think that's the right term. Do you think because you said like, I know for me and maybe this is the same for you when someone's like, Oh, like when I say like, Oh, I'm 41, I'll be 42 this year. That Mm -hmm. feels like it feels older in my mind than it feels in my body. You know what I mean? Like I don't feel like, you know, when you're 18 or you're 20 or 25, you're like, Oh, they're 40. Like you kind of just, that's the, Oh, they're like, they're that's like synonymous with old. Oh, they're like 40. Right. Like, oh, like we had a we had a guy friend, I remember, in our 20s who was dating someone who was like 38 or something. And he was like 27 or something. I remember being like, oh, she's like 40. Like it was was this weird, like that's the official age. And now at 42, I'm like, yeah, I don't really feel like I thought I would or I thought a 42 year old should feel. I'm still wearing like midriffs and like, I mean, (laughs) maybe things I'm quote unquote not supposed to be wearing or saying or doing. But I'm also like, I don't feel old either, you know, that feeling of old. 
42 feels to me like 26 felt to me in that it was like an official uh, over the hump kind of thing. So 26 to me felt like officially an adult and 42 feels to me like the next officially adult part. I mean, it so, is midlife if you think about it. Like if you're lucky yeah. enough to, to, you know, make it to 80. Well, sure. I had, I actually had a conversation with a guy a couple weeks ago and he goes, you know, people think midlife is 50 because it's like half a century. He goes, but 50 isn't midlife. Most people live till, till their seventies. So like 35 is midlife. And that's freaking terrifying. And then I thought about my mom passing away at 62, which if that was midlife for me, that means I passed midlife at 31 years old. And that's, that's so crazy to me. And it makes me go, dang, I got so much shit I need to do before (laughs) I go. Right. And it does kind of make you think about life a little different. And I think that's been the last year for me is really my perspective has shifted. And like you said at the beginning, what matters what other people think, how does that affect you? Because there's not as much time left. And I feel like I'm starting to face that. Not in the, like my death is impending, maybe like my grandma might feel in her eighties, but in the, there's really not a lot of time left. And the first 20 years went by really fucking fast. And the last 10 years went by really fucking fast. And I might only have a few of those kind of times in my life left. So I don't have time to worry about what people think. And my body doesn't matter as much because I'm, you know, you're not slowing down the aging process. You're not going to stop it. So you kind of just have to, I don't want to say give in, but you kind of just have to surrender into it. But yeah, the last few years from 35 up till 40, I didn't want to talk about my age. I don't know why in my head 35 felt so old. And I think when I became single at 35, I was like, well, now I'm fucked. Like that was my thoughts was I am fucked. I'm 35. Who's going to want a 35 year old? And now I feel like 35 is just getting started. Yeah. I'm like 35 is just getting started and it's such a great age. And I go, damn, I wish I didn't feel so bad about it at the time, but part of it and back to this picture I sent you that we can't, that I can't find. You tagged me in it, but I can't find it. Oh, I tagged tagged me in the comments. Um, and I saw her, she posted this morning too. I just can't think of her name. Um, but part of it, it was like three pictures of a woman kind of the same age. And the first picture was a woman who kind of was gray and just dressed like a normal, her age. And then the comment was basically like, oh, look at her. She's aging gracefully. And then the next one was kind of the same age woman, but she was wearing like short skirt and kind of dressed cute. And then people like, well, why can't she age? You know, why can't she just age gracefully? And then the next one was like an older woman and basically just saying she's invisible. And I was reading the comments on that post and it was really sad. I saw some older woman said how she just feels like she's invisible. She gets treated badly by young people. She gets passed over for different opportunities. And I feel like we just really, and the, the com the commentary in that post was something about how 30 under 30 is such a like negative thing we do, you know, like the Forbes 30 under 30. And it just puts so much pressure on young people to achieve and to do so much. And one thing I love about Gary V, if you don't follow him, Gary Vaynerchuk, he, every time he goes out and has young people ask him questions, he's just telling them they have so much time. He goes, do everything, try everything. And I wish I had mentors in my 20s that I looked up to that didn't make me feel like I was running out of time by 30 because I did feel like such a failure on my 30th birthday. I felt like I had lost everything and I was supposed to hit the 30 by 30 and all of these silly things that are just, I don't know, you you just hit so much more of a stride in your 30s and in your 40s that it's really unfair to put so much pressure on young people. Well, you just know yourself better, right? Like that's the thing in your 20s, 
it is sort of impossible if you think about what's expected of you. And I think, and we've talked about this before on the podcast, when you're just doing so much, right? So it's like high school. And then if you're lucky enough, you go to college. And then if you're lucky enough, you have a grad degree. And then it's like, I get my first job. And then I get my, I find my partner. And then I like, hopefully buy a house. And like, so many big, quote unquote, life um, uh, benchmarks are sort of expected in your 20s. And it's perpetuated by people in your life who are older, asking you the questions, right? Like, Mm -hmm. it's kind of a joke, but it's like, oh, where are you going to college? And you're like, okay, I'm going to college. And then after you graduate, they're like, so what next? And then they're like, so are you dating anyone? And then they're like, you're dating someone and they're like, Ooh, are you going to get married soon? And then it's like, and then you get married and it's like, Ooh, when's your first kid going to happen? So I think it's perpetuated by society and culture asking you all of these questions. And without that filter of like, actually (laughs) I want to just enjoy my life and not have to constantly be hitting these benchmarks. You do succumb to that. So, you know, you and I've talked about this before, you and I actually did a lot more of that benchmarking before 30 than we ever did. I don't know, than I did in my 30s. My 30s yeah. was more about like <laughs> self discovery. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Unlearning a lot of the like traditional, like weird conventional things that it, honestly I never even thought about till I was 30. And so yeah. in my 20s, you just are going along with the script and you go, well, I guess I should do this. And, and no one's ever like you know you're never challenging that at least for me anyway I wasn't there was no independent thought I was just go 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 and I was very go 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 in my 30s as well but it was totally different way it was like my way right it wasn't it was like ah do I even and I think for people like us who do get divorced in their 30s who kind of do the marriage thing it's funny because I felt like not old but at 27 when I got married but I've definitely felt like I'm ready you know and now I look back at 27 year olds getting married and I'm like holy shit they're so fucking young <laughs> But I felt ready, you know, and I was ready. And, but then in your thirties, when you get divorced in your thirties, it's almost like, I don't want to say a clean slate, but it kind of is, you know, cause you, the, the life that you've talked about before, the grief that you experience of the life that you thought you were going to have, it's kind of like going back to start, like to this, like if you're playing a board game or something, right. It's like, go like whatever and monopoly like go around and like yep. do not collect and then go back to start it's kind of like that you go oh what's this next version look like and you and I were and this is kind of trippy you and I were talking about this a couple weeks ago where I was sharing that someone in my family has been married three times and each one of those um each one of those marriages lasted like 10 plus years and this person's last marriage is like 20 years in and I was like can you imagine Like, that's a long life. This person is in their 70s, and they've had, like, three massive lives within that lifetime. And I'm like, we're only on our second husband. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) I mean, we're not married, but I was like, we're only on our second husband. I wonder who my third husband is going to be, like, joking around, obviously. But it is to remind you that you could literally find, like, the person you're supposed to spend the rest of your life with in your 50s. Or your 60s, right? And you still have like 20 years with that person, 30 years with that person. That's like wild to think about, especially because everything in your 20s feels so immediate. It feels like I need this thing. I need it now. I need it like, and I have to have all the things good to go so I can just then what? (laughs) Live my life the next 50 years doing the same shit. And I think that's why... As you start to get older, of course, you lose like your looks and you use your your youthfulness and people just tend to think, especially as you get older, that you're just like dumb or you're not tech savvy or you're not sharp or you're not keeping up with things. And that's why there is a feeling of irrelevance, right? There's a feeling of uh, invisibility. 
not relevant anymore. And I'll be honest, like that's definitely a concern of mine, especially within the online space. I still feel super young. I still feel like I have like, you know, a good like decade plus left doing it how I'm doing it. But there is that feeling of like, I'm definitely not, don't have the face, don't have the body I had when I was started. And you go, cool, what does the next iteration look like? And I really think that's the only thing you can ask yourself is like, cool, that's over. When I was in my 20s, that's over. My 30s, over. What's the next iteration and how do I actively choose that versus just succumbing to what a 40-year-old should be doing? Well, I just read an article yesterday. I wish I didn't close the tab because it was literally last night. Um, It was about aging and how much your beliefs about aging actually affect how you age. Mm. So they took this group of, I don't know... uh, 60 70 year olds or something and they put them in a house and the house was decorated just like everything was from 1959 so there were albums there was record players there was furniture like 1959 and they kept them there for I don't know a week or so and then when they brought them out they gave them a series of cognitive tests and then they had the group that didn't go into this house with all of the decade pieces and the ones who hung around all of the the stuff from their generation did significantly better on these cognitive tests after because they were like back in their heyday. Mm. And a lot of them stopped using canes. They stopped uh, needing a lot of assistance. But it was just going back to where they were feeling vibrant, like the music that they used to listen to. So all of that got brought back. And I thought that was really fascinating. So I'm like thinking, okay, do we need to hang out and just listen to 90s music or something. Well, I think to we do need to young, I do think we do have to hang out with young people. So my ex-husband's parents are yeah. like they're in their 70s and even 80s and they have such a youthful like energy about them because they're constantly hanging out with people younger than them. You know, so to me I think that's a massive piece of it is like you have to expose yourself to young ideas, right? And openness. You know, we have um it's funny cuz Keith's dad is um he's in his 70s. And he is a great guy and like I like him a lot, but he always, he tells a ton of stories that he tells and he tells the same stories all the time, but they're all from like 20 years ago or 30 years ago. And I said to Keith, I'm like, hey, we need to get your dad some new memories. Like we need to get him doing shit to create new memories because he keeps having like, and it's great, but like those are, it's, that's the, the issue is potentially going, I'm just going to keep telling these stories from when I was in my twenties and thirties. And of course you have, they've done studies. People have more memories from that time because they're doing different shit. So if you want to continue having new memories, you have to challenge yourself. You have to get out of your house. You have to go on adventures. You have to travel to different countries. You have to expose yourself to different cultures. You have to hang out with people who are movers and shakers. That's how you're going to create new memories as you get older. Because once you have your career, right, you have your family, you have your house, whatever, oftentimes it's like rinse and repeat for decades, right? You just go to work and you come home and whatever. And so in order to create new memories, you got to put yourself in the lion's den again and try new things. And I think, and my dad has even said this recently, he was just like, I can tell I'm starting to get a little like mentally scared. Like I'm like, things are starting Mm -hmm. to like, and he's like, and I don't like that. I want to, I need to stay open. I need to stay, I need to expose myself to new ideas and whatever. So it's, I thought it was really astute that he even picked up on that because most people do start to shut down to new ideas. They start to get scared of things. They start not to expose themselves to new technology or other, I, you know, like other ways of thinking. And I, I think that's a big part of aging too from a cognitive perspective oh yeah for sure i'm i'm laughing because jeff's dad does the stories things too and we're <laughs> always trying to make, yeah we're always trying to make uh new memories but then he just tells 
the stories from the last time we saw him. So he, we just <laughs> went to the beach for his birthday last last year. And now, you know, since Christmas and Thanksgiving, he goes, remember when we went to the beach? And we're like, yep, it was just a few months ago. <laughs> but he just loves to tell the same stories over and over. And maybe that's just a way to keep reliving. But I think, yeah. I think you're right. I think there's so many things that we can do to keep those neurons fresh and firing, doing new things. But it was really interesting that these studies were showing that the more you do that, that even your physical ailments can go away. And I remember my parents growing up and back to like you saying earlier that you don't feel like the age you are. Mm -hmm. I, I feel the same way. I remember my parents, they were a lot younger when they had me. So I was 18 when my mom turned 40 and I remember her turning 40 really well. And I remember them complaining and still complaining to this day. My dad just barely turned 68 this weekend. And he's so in my opinion, that's not old. But he sometimes acts like an old man. Like he acts like he he's just like, oh, I'm old. I'm achy. I'm everything always hurts. And I just remember my parents complaining through their 40s, through their 50s, through their 60s. And I'm at that age that I remember them starting to complain. I'm going, I don't feel like that. I don't think that this is necessarily the way it has to go. So I think a lot of it had to do with their beliefs around their age. And maybe because they had older children, because they had us so young that they felt older because they had children. And I think there's something to that. I definitely a lot of times see uh, people our age with children often do look older. Well, they look <laughs> and older and they like have to step into a parent role too, yes, right? So they yeah. like have spent the last like 10, 15, 18 years like being, mm -hmm. you know, the boss of their kids, yes. you know? So you ha you take on more of a mature attitude, I feel like. Yeah. Sometimes I know people our age and I'm like, are they my mom too? Like I'm just like... <laughs> and and it's it, not to say the case for every parent. That's definitely no, no. not true. I have friends who are parents that are super young and doing their thing and don't seem like that. But there is something to it. There is something to that responsibility that you take on when you're taking care I of... I was just saying it makes me feel immature. Like I'm like, yeah. I'm like, wait, like I need to actually get my shit together <laughs> like a little bit more. It's totally. not nothing against them. It's just more like it makes me feel like, what am I actually yeah. doing? I'm like, holy shit, we're the same age and I... I'm not responsible. Oh my god, I'm zero. I am definitely not responsible <laughs> for my age. Oh my god, can I keep my? Where dog I'm interested. Alive? Where did like the idea? Because I never had this. This idea of you having to achieve so much by a certain age. I mean, I had the like. I mean, I want to achieve, but I never was like, I need to do this by thirty. I need did this by thirty five. I never. That never was like a conscious thing for me. I was always driven, but it never had a deadline. Oh, mine did. And I'm trying to think of where it came from. Obviously, it was internalized. I think maybe part of it was the high expectations of my parents or my mom, for sure. Not my my dad, I don't think really cared. But my mom wanting me to get a degree, she'd always tell me I need to write a book, which I still haven't done. She was constantly pressuring me. And then and you've mentioned this before, like I've done personal development for a long time. So I think I was listening to a lot of um, like Dennis Waitley. He was like the his thing was about winning. I forgot what his thing was called, but Dennis Waitley was a big, big guy in the personal development space. And it was all about being a winner and, and achievement and that kind of thing. And then I just remember seeing these awards like 30 under 30 and maybe just, maybe it was television. Maybe it was just my, my own, like I wanted to graduate early. So I was like the youngest person to graduate. And then I was like, I need to graduate college early. And now it's so funny because nobody asked how old you were when you graduated. So for me, that was a big deal that I could quote brag about. 
but uh, it's nothing now that anyone cares or even notices. <laughs> no one gives a shit. Like, I know. No one's being like, wow, Danny's 42. She hasn't done enough. Like, <laughs> and there's like... And I think maybe part of it was my gymnastics because as a gymnast, you pretty much had a timeline. Like by the time you're 16, if you don't make it to, if you don't make it to the Olympics by 16, your career's kind of over. Wow. So I, I know that that was a big pressure that I was pushed to quote, be in the, like go to the Olympics and that all fell apart. Um, since I was pregnant at 15, definitely wasn't going to be in the Olympics at 16. But I think that being in that sport was also something that pressured me. So I felt like. I don't know. I really felt like by 20, my life was pretty much over. Like there was nothing else I could do. I had a lot of high expectations when I was super young. That makes sense though. Like the gymnastic things makes sense to me because it's like, it's probably, you probably felt a lot of pressure to have to do a ton by the time you were in. I mean, I can't imagine that pressure. Yeah. Yeah. I was just in the gym lifting and I was like, look, and I, you know, what's funny about that is I was thinking back on that. Like I was, it was my girlfriend and I, my best friend in high school and I were the only young women in the weight room at the time. And I remember we were learning from dudes in their like fifties. Like I remember that was all who, the only people who were there were like these kind of meathead guys. And it was kind of like an older, um, you know, kind of crew. And I remember just being like, yeah, learning from these dudes who were like kind of in the bodybuilding you know, space and they were older and there wasn't really that many young girls there. And so I just remember being like, okay, this is something that like I can do forever. And like, why wouldn't I? And it's been shit. It's been over 25 years now, but yeah, it is interesting how some of these things, some of these messages just get internalized. And then all of a sudden you're like, I'm not good enough. And you spend your entire life (laughs) feeling not good enough for some sort of made up expectation that we can't even track why. And, And I feel a lot more now that I have way more time which is ironic because it's actually, you know, a lot, I don't, I actually don't have as much time as I used to. So, you know, I just got this message from this, and this is the last thing I'll say, I got this message from this woman who just signed up for uh, FBA, which is my beginner to business course. And she is in her forties, like late forties. She's like she's 47 or 48. And she said, you know, I was a little bit nervous to take this leap. She goes, but working with you, has really shown me that she she was doing one of my fitness programs. She said, working with you has really shown me that there's still so many people out there who are my age mm-hmm. or older who need this. And I was like, yeah, they don't want to go with a 22-year-old Instagram fitness model who has 2 million followers. They don't want that person, right? There's still so much. And, and to me, that's the beauty of the internet. We know that the fastest group of people coming online on social media is 50 plus. And so when, if you're worried that like, oh, my time has passed, I'm too old, I'm too irrelevant. I'm like, there are plenty of people out there who want to work with you and not someone who's in their 20s, not someone who's in their 30s, not someone who can't understand their lifestyle. And I know we've talked about this on the podcast before, but it just reminds all of us that it's not about like, there's not necessarily this idea that if you're younger, you're better. You're yeah. just different. And if you're older, there's massive opportunity, but you do have to kind of own who it is that you do help, or you have to own where you are in life. And to me, that's the best part of it is if you are in your forties and you have three older children, then that should be a part of your brand messaging is like, Hey, I'm actually, you know, I have kids who are in school and I've, I've been through three pregnancies and my kids are getting ready to leave the house. And like, that needs to be part of your messaging because there are plenty of other people on the internet who are in that exact same place going, yes, I want to learn from this person because they can understand my life. And so there's still massive opportunity. And I'm glad you shot, you um, shouted out Gary V because he's awesome about this. He talks so much about this and he even will talk about like 60, 70, 80 year olds being like, Hey, 
you gotta, you know, you're there's there's all these grandma accounts on TikTok that are absolutely blowing up right now. Yeah. And to me, I'm just like, yes, this is really cool that there's space to do this kind of work as you continue to get older. And so I'm here for it. Because what else I'm are you going to do, right? Like we did talk about yeah. this. Like what else are you going to do? You have to, you, you can kick and scream or you can brace it and be like, cool, what's, what's my thing? And I think that's where I got to with age where I was like, why am I keeping this a secret? It's not a secret that I'm not 25. Like, so why wouldn't I just fucking say it? You yeah. know? Yeah. It's really interesting, too, thinking back when I mentioned the gymnastics thing, because I thought my peak would be at 16. So I was following, it's the 1992 Olympics, and these girls, Kim Sumeskel and Shannon Miller, were like 14, 15, 16 years old. And I just did a quick search. I looked up Kim Sumeskel because I was trying to figure out how old she was in those Olympics. And right underneath, you know, Google gives you an example, and it says, where is Shannon Miller now? Where are they now? And the truth is, is they are kind of irrelevant now. So what I was trying to hit in my teens, unfortunately, a lot of these child actors, child actresses end up going down these paths of addiction and just feeling like they don't have anything mm. to move forward to because they hit that peak so early. So I kind of feel like it was uh, a blessing to not have such massive success at a young age yeah. because it gives you time to ramp up to see what really matters and instead of getting all of your affirmation for a thing you did in high school or for a thing you did in your early 20s that maybe you don't want to do now so to be quite honest I think we are all lucky to not have hit a peak early. I think we have so much more time to, and to also be intentional about how you want to be seen, what you want to be famous for, what you want to be known for, what you want to have success for instead of whatever it is in your early, in your early twenties. Cause probably I just, chances are you didn't choose that in your early twenties no. or, or your, or your teens. Yes. Or it's something you can't maintain, you know, like right. an Olympic level gymnast is definitely not going to maintain that past, past their twenties, even, even actors, actresses, or, I don't know, like a Taylor Swift is coming actually to Vegas this weekend. And I'm so mad <clears throat> because I was on the early list. And then I don't know what happened. There was some big thing with buying tickets and it got shut down. And now I don't have tickets. The last time I bought Taylor Swift tickets was in 2013. So 10 years ago. And this girl is still performing. She is still like selling out stadiums. That is a wild career. But most people cannot continue to do that in their career. She's an anomaly. Most people are not going to be at that high level maintaining it for years and years and years and years. And if you can, awesome. But if you haven't yet, it's you still have so much time. So I love that people are still joining you and starting their careers now and starting a new career because they really totally. do have a lot of time. And like you said, too, we're not all looking to hire. We're not in our 40s looking to hire a 22 year old Instagram model. No. Absolutely so there not. is so much, there is so much room that I agree with you. I actually really respect people who continue to iterate too. You know, I was thinking about this. Um, I mean, I'm not like a massive fan of Eminem, but I was like, that dude started in like 2000, uh, 1999 was like his yeah. first. And I was like, that dude still putting out hits like 25 some years later as a rapper. Yeah. And it's yeah. just, and he's like, literally, I think he's almost 50, if not 50. And you're just like, okay, he's still like a relevant rapper at 50. Like that's wild to me. You know, whatever you think about his music, it's just like, that is impressive. And I think the question is not how can I stay relevant the question is how can I iterate mm. and I think you have to iterate in a way that feels 
good for you. And I think that that's the blessing of getting older is you do know yourself better and you go, yeah, that's not for me. You're able to be more discerning about what you want the next chapter to look like and actively choose it versus maybe what you did in your teens and twenties. And so, yeah, to me, I'm just like, sky's the limit, but you have to also own it. You have to be like, that's not the 25 year old version of me. That's never going to be here again. And so what does the next thing look like? And that is what gets me really excited. I really love that. Well, love thoughts here. I'm really curious too. I I feel like I know the age of our audience, but I'm curious how many younger people listen to these messages and their thoughts. You know, maybe they are 25 and listening and um, if this is helpful or if they feel like they have more time or if they feel the pressure. I'm not really sure what it's like for 25-year-olds right now. I feel like because of YouTube and YouTubers becoming famous, I feel like young people still have that pressure to try to hit you know, these outrageous levels of success too. So anyway, we'd love to hear you. Uh, You can post in our Facebook group. If you go to thebestlifepodcast.com, you'll find the link to the group and would love a five-star review. Leave some mess, leave some notes for other people um, on what you think of the show and we'll see you on the next episode. All right. Bye guys. Bye guys.